The Spanish announce table. So my big thing of the weekend was that I saw friend of the show, Anthony Sharkbait Gutierrez, fight at Kansas City Fighting Alliance 30 in the main event. He won by unanimous decision. Uh, looked really good. It was a tough fight. The guy was definitely uh, aggressive and looking to get in Anthony's face, and Anthony was able to uh, stop his offense, create his own offense, and then get the victory. Uh, so that was good to see. Uh, also, I had my cousin, Antonio Martinez. He won by Gosh. knockout in the second round. Uh, took that long. It was huh? good. Well, the guy that he's fought, it's the third time these two guys have fought. Oh. The, his opponent's name was Cesar uh, Gutierrez. Or okay. Gutierrez. It's spelled the same way. Who knows how we say it? Um, so the guy wasn't like necessarily afraid because it was like, okay, I've been in the cage with him twice, but this time it ended by knockout. Um, very fun fight. Uh, overall, really Every good. Every time I've uh, seen or heard somebody talk about Antonio Martinez, it involves him making short work of an opponent. Yeah. Super great guy, though. I tell you what. Oh, yeah. Like, super smiles and always friendly and happy every time I ever talk to him. Yep. Fantastic guy. Um, so, yeah, that was my weekend in a nutshell. So, not too much going on in my world as far as uh, stories and, and fun events uh, besides uh, shark bait um, getting the victory. What about you? And um, we didn't do a whole lot either other than, I mean, I did uh, – I floored my entire you know master bath another kid's soccer game you know sports stuff like that um we've just been catching up on a, a whole lot of stuff man a whole lot of stuff like been working been you know doing stuff another soccer game they lost huh kids you know you're out there you're like why don't you give more effort child <laughs> you know mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. You say, hey, child, why don't you give forth the effort that I wish I could have at your age? And mm-hmm. they go, because I'm at this age and other things are important. And you go, but you will realize if you did it now, later in life, you'll be thankful. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. No, and we're and we're catching up on stuff around here, too, because we're getting ready to go, uh, you know, late next month in October. We're going on a uh, on a week long vacation uh, out of the country. Um, oh, yeah. I know what I've also done. Speaking about vacations, because you're going to Mexico. Yep. Yeah, there yep. it is. Yep, knew yep. it. Nailed it. Yep. We are going a little bit. Uh, we are traveling, but more domestically. We are planning a trip for January. We are going to Oklahoma City. We're going to a Thunder game. Oh, so that'll have, be fun. Yeah, we have two friends that live in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Uh and the other day when tickets went on sale, we got the uh, tickets to uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder game. Also signed up for the mailing list for one of my favorite stand-up comedians, Tom Segura, and was uh, got an email for his pre-sale. Now, this is a long ways away, but his pre-sale shows were already selling out, so I just acted on it as soon as possible. Got uh, some tickets for Tom Segura at the Midland here in Kansas City in June. That'll be fun. He's super. Floor hilarious. seats. Floor seats, huh? Yeah. Nice. You might so get picked sec- on. Yeah. So this will be the second time I've seen him. I saw him at the uh, 
improv up north by the Zona Rosa area. Uh, but now he's going to the Midland because he's moving up in the world. He got a TV show picked up by CBS, so you'll probably see some TV stuff here coming soon. Nice. He did some movies that are like have big name guys in it. I think Matt Damon's in one of them. Uh, so he's moving up in the world. Um, so obviously with that means bigger venue. So we're going to see him at the Midland, but that's not until like essentially next, you know, this time next year, June is, you know, what is that? Nine months away. Uh, I guess you're right. But yeah, we planned two trips, so we got that going on. So you'll be, when are you leaving though? You're leaving way sooner than that. You're leaving like a couple weeks. Uh, end of October, like last week of October, I think. Something like that or second to last. So yeah, just a couple weeks away. Got the passport. Now, got it all now, are ready you going to go. With the kids? Are nope. you going with the kids? Nope. What wife are they and doing? I. What are uh, they doing? Grandfather, my wife's uh, dad, is coming to watch him over the week. And do you trust him? Is it going to be one of those trips where you have to like call in every hour? No, no. He's good at what. He's the guy who also like built the studio here. Right? Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know mm-hmm. the the uh, Spanish announced table studios West. Yeah. Well, right. you you can build a studio and still not know how to feed a child. Oh, yeah, so right, yeah. Best. No, yeah, no. They're going to have to take care of him in that regard. But there will be somebody here in case the cops need to be called. Right. Right. Unless something goes down. Yeah, right, right. I think I accidentally um, encouraged my son to stab somebody at school. I mean, today. that's okay. Today. Yeah, that you should. Today. Well, so yeah, I see him uh after school and i was like hey uh, how was school and he was like fine and i was like did you shank anyone and he was like what and i was like you know did you like file down a shiv and stab the guard in the neck escape out the back gate and he was like what are you talking about and i was like should i have? i was like did you st-? and then he was like what would i have made a shiv out of and i was like oh spoon and he was like our spoons are plastic and i was like those are perfect you just file them down right on the end you just stab the guy in the neck and he was like, what would I file it with? I was like, you know what? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> this conversation's gone too far. If you know, you know, as Pusha T <laughs> right. says. You know what I mean? Right. I'm glad you don't know, son. I'm not going to be the one to school you on this. Well, you should be because you're his father. <laughs> right. Well, if I think he's going to be in prison at some point. Maybe I'll, well, you know what? Maybe I ought to, yeah, to preemptively give him some shiv knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Right? School yeah. him on yeah, the shiv sure. work. Yeah, but yeah, hey, man. Uh, enough about us then. What do you think of wrestling this week? What are you, you've got uh, some fun stuff to talk about coming up in your favorite thing of the week. Something outside of what uh, people would normally expect from us. Yeah, definitely. So teaser, uh, mm-hmm. foreshadowing there. Uh, what did I think about the weekend wrestling as far as WWE is concerned? I thought it was really, really good from uh, a few different storyline telling perspectives, and I think. Also, some people need to be uh, released or stop wrestling. Yeah. Specifically, that one wrestler who starts with a B and ends with uh, Bella. Brie Bella is who I'm saying. I was trying to be stealth and say some fun thing. But you know what? Let's just come out and say, Brie Bella, you need to stop. Okay? Here's the thing, too. I'm so tired of this. I wish that you were a professional and you would know how hard it is. And, oh, yeah, don't you remember that Seth Rollins made a mistake? He broke John Cena's nose. He hurt Sting. He hurt Finn Balor. Blah, 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 blah. Well, here's the difference. Seth Rollins has hours upon hours of more wrestling experience 
yeah. then Brie Bella. So the amount of he hurting someone and he wrestling other people. And, and I don't those think people, it was him. Like two of those times were the buckle bomb, and maybe we should just not do that move. Right, right? but like, still, he <laughs> did it. Right, so right. he did it, but it's still a thing where how many other times did he do it to fill in the blank wrestler right. and nothing happened? Yeah, I think Finn Balor Whereas, even said that it was his fault for how, like, you know, he took the landing yeah. wrong. But with this Liv Morgan thing, and again, obviously Brie Bella did not intentionally try to give, and what WWE sure. is reporting, give Liv Morgan a concussion. But the thing is, in the last five matches you've had, Two of those have almost resulted in the death of someone. I'm not saying you can kill someone from a kick, but if you kept kicking her and not realize that she was concussed, you could have. And if if memory serves me correctly, you almost killed yourself uh, trying to jump out of the ring when you know you shouldn't have and damn near killed yourself. So what I'm saying is of the last five matches, two of them were does a medic need to be called? And if that's the case, you need to go. You need to say, yeah. I'm a mother. Need to be gently uh, massaged out of WWE television because there are other people, namely anyone on the NXT roster as far as women, that could be called up and serve way better than what you're doing because your promos suck and your character's not believable, and you're dangerous in the ring. So that's uh, the reason well, why. It's just, yeah, I mean, so even even sticking on to the storyline perspective of this, like uh, the Riot Squad takes another hit here, you know, like how, like it's, you know, squad really sucks when it's two people, you know? Yeah. So like now they're out, like what are they going to do? And one thing that I just, it's just a gripe of what I have in 2018, but – you know, uh, uh, Corey Graves was like, man, that was as stiff as a Stan Hansen clothesline, right? And people were like, oh, my God, uh, don't, you know, and they're going on and on. All right, let's keep with the Stan Hansen thing, right? Yeah. Corey Graves, you little shooter. You want to go in and tell me how I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm not a professional? Well, I can tell you one thing that Stan Hansen wouldn't have done in 2018 is issue a tweet apologizing to Liv Morgan. Right. Look, you guys have beef. The character was kicking Liv Morgan. You don't apologize for kicking Liv Morgan. Right. I hate this. You know who does social media? You guys have text. Text her and tell her sorry. You don't, everybody doesn't need to know about it. Yeah. That's a personal thing between you two. Well, and you know who does social media perfect? And I didn't realize we were going to go down this tangent, uh, but I'll make it quick. You know who does social media perfect in 2018 as far as wrestling goes? Braun Strowman. You know why? Hmm. Braun Strowman's Instagram account. Now, I don't follow him on Twitter and all that other stuff, so maybe it's different. But at least on Instagram, it's his real name. And this has been my biggest beef with – Social media in 2018 with wrestlers who are playing characters and then they're also their real life. And it became so blatantly obvious, like gripe of mine when Sasha Banks of all people broke protocol. So Sasha Banks, the character this time last year, I think it was had a knee injury, right? Someone was working on her knee. She had her knee all taped up. Well then that was on Monday night raw. I believe I think it was a Thursday or a Friday. Sasha Banks is posting Instagram videos of her squatting and like getting personal records. And I just, wait a minute. 
Now, yeah. whatever her name is, I, I think it's Mercedes. Now, if Mercedes hits a PR, awesome. Mercedes Instagram account can post that. But if Sasha Banks has a knee injury, Sasha Banks right. should be saying, I just got a PR on my squat. That's where I get so upset. If the personal account for Brie Bella, and I don't know what Brie Bella's real name is. It's right. something, right? But if the personal account for Brie Bella says, hey, perform tonight, things happen, sorry, you know, whatever Liv Morgan's real name is, there you go. But the wrestler account of Brie Bella says, hey, Liv Morgan, when you swim with the uh, you know, sharks, you might get eaten. That's what you say because you guys are fighting, air quotes, fighting. Like that's right. what we need to keep with. I'm not saying like – be so kayfabe to where we act like if we do a, you know, um, we can't do uh, Connor's cure together because we hate each other. Right. right. Yeah. You, you can do that. Obviously, Connor's cure is bigger than wrestling. But what I'm saying is keep a little bit with the facade that you're playing a character or just stop it and let's just all call each other by our real names and say there is no storylines. We're just doing acrobats. Right. Like one or the and- other because playing fucking 50 50 and it's. It's well, uh, so bullshit. And before we get into the storylines of positivity, then then I'm going to have a gripe. Also, uh, apparently Connor's cure is just bigger than everything in wrestling, man. How long do they take on this? Like, we get it, man. And I appreciate what they do and that they're doing it. But do we have to keep parading these? I mean, like, what? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't either. And and look, I I love it as far as. These for these kids, right? These kids and their family. I don't know who these kids are, but, you know, they have a memory that will last their parents, their kids, their kids, friends, a lifetime that will last forever. They will be, you know, WWE will be in their good graces forever, assuming, you know, something catastrophic. Yeah. So I totally understand that. And I'm 100 percent down for all of that kind of stuff. But to me. To me, I feel like that's something that can be done before Raw or after Raw, right? right. Yeah. Like, instead of the dark main event where we, you know, uh, bring out Roman Reigns again to do another spear to Braun Strowman, this is within when we can have the kids come out. And because, to me, it's insulting when, let's just say, I'm trying to think of a mid-carter that doesn't get featured a lot. Uh, let's just use Bobby Lashley, even though right now he's getting featured, you know, a lot. Right. If Bobby Lashley is getting paid by WWE and, you know, going town to town, let's use the TV time to feature the TV talent we have. And for these special events, you know, create a DVD of a Connor's cure where you can see these kids stories or a YouTube exclusive, uh, video that shows, you know, uh, Melissa, the destroyer or whatever her name was. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but you know what I'm saying? Right. Like you, you don't have to use your television time every week. It feels like every week, yeah. to tell us For something that we segments. know. It's even yeah. fine in smaller chunks, man. Like if you just brought out the kids and said, here they are because this is, they want to be a superstar. So here's a belt. They get in the ring and that takes two or three minutes Great, but you showed me a 15-minute video before you did that. And it's like, guys, yeah. I know. Everybody knows. Right. And that and th- there again, you have other platforms where you could go long form with this, right? right? So you could have the kids on Raw or SmackDown and say, you know, we're doing Connor's Cure for these people right here. You know, they're battling every day. We're behind them 100% to find out more about their story. 
here's the YouTube video. And then if you're really invested, you'll go seek that out. But again, if you have people like Bray Wyatt, for example, who's a mid Carter that is making thousands upon thousands of dollars traveling town to town and just sitting back and catering. Well, what are we doing as a business? That's the frustration. It's not the frustration with Connor's cure. It's a frustration with, you're not doing three hours of television well, and you're definitely not doing it well when you're doing advertisements within that three hours. Right. Yeah. Self, and so again, self filating advertising. Yeah. Which, it's very much pat yourself on the back, which again, you should be because that is a great thing that much. you're doing. However, let's not, not again, I don't want to say waste cause that's the wrong term, but let's, Let's use the time that you have yeah. more efficiently. Let's not allocate such a large chunk is what I think we're saying. But, hey, you know, yeah. that's us. All right. Um, let's start off with Raw, then Baron Corbin on thin ice still. What do you think, man? I like the uh, I like how Triple H was like, well, this is going to be awkward, so I'm just going to go on over here. You know? <laughs> like, that was already setting the tone. I was like, that's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I, and I liked Raw overall. I liked Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, me too. Really well. But again, uh, I'm not trying to not trying to be negative, but this is one thing that is confusing. I will say this. It's not I, I, I don't hate it. I'm confused by it. But if we're going to use wrestling, a Monday Night Raw episode, what is Stephanie McMahon? Right. So she comes out in a limo and she mm-hmm. says, Baron Corbin, you ain't doing your job. Well, if you're not doing your job, well, I might fire you alluding to the fact like. You better get your act together and right. take care of these three guys. Then the next segment, I see her with Connor's Cure people. Oh, my God, look how amazing this boss is that she's doing all these amazing things for these kids. And she seems like such a good person. Right. And then the last segment, I have her getting dismissed by Triple H because Triple H has a word for Undertaker. Well, who's the boss here? Because I thought the COO, Stephanie McMahon, is the one who's writing the checks and, and you know booking the towns. And she's been told to get into a limo because Triple H wants to say a good old stern warning to Undertaker. So what is Stephanie McMahon in a show? That's what I don't yeah, get about. Well, but they are kind of the power couple in there. They they do talk about her as being one of the principal owners. And they haven't gone down that role in a long time of any kind of beef between them. But it, that's more of a – I felt it was just kind of – he was like, hey, don't worry. You don't got to talk to her. I got this one. Covered. Right. But you what I'm I mean? saying is, so is she a sympathetic baby face? Is she a hero? Is she a heel? I've felt 10 different ways in three different segments. True. About yeah. Stephanie McMahon. There's true so to that. Um, I did really like that Triple H uh, promo, though, especially with the line where he's like, he thinks he's coming for my soul. And he's like, I sold that a long time ago. I was like, that, that yeah. was a great. Line. That was great. But then before that, he's doing the yes chant with you know, a sick kid, which is, you know, not bad, but I'm saying I can't really hate you when I just almost yep. cried because you helped that, someone. That would be better pulled off in a storyline where somebody could call that out, which the Undertaker's not going to do. They're going to be like, see, uh, you trying to be this corporate, you know what I mean, right. happy go like face, but we know. Look at you. Look how angry you're getting here. You know what I mean? Like they, they could play into that, but the Undertaker's not going to do that. You know, he's not going to be there. So... <laughs> um, and then, of course, the big storyline going through most of the show is this whole Shield uh, and the Braun Strowman crew uh, taking each other on. And I like the long play that they were doing with Dean. They were like, hey, man, uh, these guys didn't call you. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't text mm-hmm. you. And look at you. Mm-hmm. Look at you. They got some titles. And you, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're just like you. And then they try to turn it back on on old Drew. That's like, what that I fun. like. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I liked where Seth Rollins goes, hey, why aren't you getting the Intercontinental Championship opportunities? Hey, why aren't you, uh, you know, going after Roman Reigns? You're obviously the best one here, but it seems like they don't really respect you. And then Dolph comes up and was like, what was that about? And Drew's like, don't worry about it. I like the like, oh, you you know, tit for tat kind of. Well, but then uh, even Drew even went back and he was like, why would they say that, huh? Why would they do that, huh? <laughs> right? Why would they try to turn it back on me? Like, I liked the long-running storyline out of that. Although I didn't get – I mean, I know Baron Corbin picked a good team if you're going to go against the Shield, but you're trying to yeah. push this Authors of Pain with Drake Maverick storyline, and now you just had him not able to beat a bunch of guys on the roster. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt like an odd fit timing-wise with those two storylines. Yeah, I think – Again, because I think I do it better than you. Not right. you, but I'm just saying the, the well, listener and the writer. Any you, right, yeah. yeah so it, yes, me, you, but right. also you. <laughs> but and the you way and you. you. Right. The way you could have done that, in my opinion, is you could have still had – you could have done a you know backstage transaction between Baron Corbin and Drake Maverick where there's a handshake, and now we know the ALP is going to team with Baron Corbin, right? And so you still have everything the same, but – you have the dogs of war, or whatever they're calling themselves, Braun and Drew and Dolph, sit a little bit closer Is that to the ring. they're calling themselves? I think so. It's something God, like that's that. Dumb. Uh, but you like have it. them sit a little bit closer to ringside, and through you know just a six-man tag mayhem, someone gets thrown into Braun. Braun loses his temper, hits Seth with a chair. It's a non-finish but you can still have uh the shield at the end doing the the little fist thing without aop taking a a a pinfall loss right you could have had a whole melee aop kind of looks around and is like we're not in this like we like to fight but these guys are idiots and then baron baron corbin realizes like i don't want to get beat up so he you know runs away and then you get the six person you know you want or you get Drake Maverick to to get them out of there, right? And then That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Drake and he Maverick's goes, "Look, like, this, I, is this is why you hired me, right? I'm getting you out of the trouble. We had no business being in there. That wasn't going to help your career, right? Right. And then, yeah, and then you can further protect them. But it looks cool because I like the stare down that between the bigger of the two twins right. and Roman Reigns. Like that was cool. That was fun. That's what I wanted to happen with those three together. Right. But anyhow. Right. Uh, yep. Yeah, I think you could have done that a different way without them losing. And we got another Leo Rush escapes is playing right into how you said they should uh, keep playing this. That was fun. Yeah, just keep going, man. Well, I like they had the the booster seat for him. Like that was yeah, fun. yeah. They're doing really well because they're heels, but they're being bullies in a way that makes sense, right? Because right. you would say like, "Hey, whose kid is this that got onto the stage? Here's right. a booster seat." Like those are all things that a bully would say. And by the way, they're just really funny too. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll work. Um, I don't know what the deal or the point is with the Gable-Bobby Roode thing. I mean, I, I don't know why you have him lose to one of the... Yeah, uh, I don't get why the Ascension is getting a victory over a team we're trying to push. I guess the, <laughs> like, I well, I guess the, the whole thing was to show that Gable's a better tag wrestler than he is singles wrestler. But again, to me... And if you're going to follow my 30-day wrestling challenge, you're going to see Chad Gable pop up on one of my days here. 
But I think he is the most underrated pro wrestler right now in the entire world. I think he can do everything that Kurt Angle did. I think he's as funny as Kurt Angle. I think he has charisma like Kurt Angle. He obviously has the pedigree with the Olympic wrestling like Kurt Angle. He can go in the ring. Remember his match on SmackDown against AJ Styles uh, for the title not too long ago? That was incredible. So this guy, to me, is money. And if you're going to have anyone lose, let's get old man Bobby Roode to lose. Because Chad Gable of the four in this little storyline is the one that you need to be pushing to the moon because he's money. Yeah, I th- you're right. At a, if you're looking at those four, none of those four are going to be anything what you would consider one of your top-level draws ever moving forward for the rest of their career, seemingly, right? I hope Chad Gable, though. I well, really do. I, I think everything he does so, is well, uh, So none of them in the, first, in the next couple of years, right? And that's mm-hmm. all Bobby Roode's got. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ascension, They're you don't bending. see it. Gable, you can see yeah. something there. So if you're playing the long play with this storyline, which you're not, right? You're not. We're not pushing Bobby Roode to start him with this, and we're right. not pushing the Ascension. So it's got to be about Gable, right? Like I mean, it's got to yeah. be. It has to. Yeah, be. unless yeah, unless this you know unless this is used as some type of gripe that Gable has with Rude, where it's like, hey, I thought we were best friends, and uh, you really should have had my back. I know you're a ringside, and you didn't do X, Y, and Z. What was up with that? And that creates the tension between the two. That's the only you're reason Bobby I Bobby Rude heel turn and a push out of that, I guess. I well, know. you just get Chad Gable pissed off at, at Bobby Rude. I think Bobby Rude will be the baby face in this, yeah, even I though he so should too. be the heel. Right. I think yeah. – yeah, But know. I love Chad Gable. Chad Gable, to me – is one of my appointment viewings. If they say he's up next, I don't fast forward. Yeah. I make sure I really love Chad Gable. I, I love it when he when he jumps out and he's like, yeah, and he's so stupid and over the top. And I go back to his days with the Redding, William Gable yeah. the stuff. I think back to that and how much fun he was and the promos where he cut off Jason Jordan and made Jason Jordan do all the fun stuff because that's essentially what they're doing right now with Bobby Roode. So I have a little bit of a soft spot for that. Um, but I love Chad Gable. Yeah. His wrestling in ring style is what I just absolutely love. Like his style is what I love, uh, for today's wrestling. And so, yeah, I I make sure to watch him all the time. You're an idiot. All right. We will. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. You're not an idiot. That's a very solid choice for that, for being underrated. I I agree. I, I think that's, it makes sense, but I just don't feel the same. I like for me in 2020, what I hope for the the most is an intercontinental championship match between Ricochet and Chad Gable. Ooh, yeah, like, that would that, be good. That, would that be good. is what I want. That I would want be good. Uh, yeah, I want yeah. heel Chad Gable making fun of the high flying styles of Ricochet, who's champion, saying that that's not what a champion looks like in 2020. This is what a championship. You know, this is how a champion wrestles, and it's the Matt style versus High Flyer. You get, you can fucking recreate Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle with Ricochet and Chad Gable, in my opinion. I like that. That's a solid choice. Look at you. All right, let's move on to SmackDown. We got some uh, Truth TV. I'm liking our Truth more and more these days, man. He's fun. Yeah, I think he's great. I think what works for him is because he's built up so much stupid-ass stuff he said, it's easier to buy into. So if we were to say, you know, 
it's not, let's say it's Ty Dillinger, right? right? Ty Dillinger, it's a little bit harder for him to play the dumb guy role because it's like, well, in NXT, you were the perfect 10. The entire time you've been on the roster, you're the perfect 10. You're this suave guy, and now you're an idiot. With our truth he has 10 years of showing up, you know, at the Royal Rumble, grabbing a ladder, right. climbing up the ladder, not realizing it's a, you know, Royal Rumble, not a hell in a cell ma- or a ladder right. match. You right. know? So it's easier and funnier to do that. I like the dance break. Yes. I like, I like this thing that they're doing with the dance break. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, uh, man, Carmella looks like she's ready to party at all times. Doesn't she? Like, she looks like she's ready to do some Coke with seconds yeah. notice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, uh, if you guys remember the movie hustle and flow, mm-hmm. I feel like our truth and Carmella are hustle and flow to the, to a T. I be mean, they're damn Name. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hustle and flow. Yeah. Uh, could Truth pull off any kind of late career jump? Like, God, like, no. well, I mean, not like to the top, top, but like, who's people who yeah. had, who had like came late in their careers when they were older had some of the best stuff of their career? Because right, he's so fit and he clearly knows how to work a crowd. No, he, well, first off, he doesn't know how to work a crowd. He's an idiot. Like, <laughs> he's stupid. I mean, Miss said it. You're an idiot. Yeah, I mean, but he's an idiot yeah. with a talk show. I mean, well, yeah, right. But he he's also an idiot who messed up three lines <laughs> in the one segment he's had all year in front of a crowd. Yeah, that's so, true. You know, he's, so he's not going to pull a JBL, huh? Right. He's also the guy that forgets the lyrics to his own song that he wrote as he's walking. Uh, now, the only you know? song he performs night in and night out. He's performed more times than Celine Dion <laughs> fucking yeah. goddamn Vegas. He man. still like, forgets what are we the talking work. about? Yeah. <laughs> so no. I think his entering uh capabilities are, are are good. I think they're fine. I don't think anything is wrong with them. But no, miss me with all that. Keep Truth TV on house shows to get over the local heel. I don't ever want to see like I think a, a network a show of Truth show. TV could be fun. Yeah. I like that, and I like if you're going to do this mix match challenge thing every year, keep him if with the fun dance break stuff. But True TV out. and him and Carmel had a dance break, like a 30 minute show on the network. Right? Yeah. Interview people. Just, right? Yeah. Or not In even character. That, just, yeah, you could do it on their YouTube channel too, right? Because yep. like Matt Hart every week does a woken word of the week. You could have Carmela and R Truth teach you the dance move of the week and it's the flossing thing from Fortnite, or it's the cabbage patch or it's the running man or it's the moonwalk and just have those two idiots just do their fun stuff there but no miss you're an idiot yeah miss me with the you got two hours of smackdown if you're gonna do the truth tv put it on three hours of raw yeah two hours of smackdown i like my two hours i don't need to be wasted anymore like i said fun little caveat Hey, that was fun. Let's never do it again. On- I think that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't do it again. They will, right. but they should. Yeah. Um, and so we're we're down to Miz and Daniel Bryan, number one contender match. I, I mean, I don't feel like anything necessarily got enhanced with the storyline here. More just more taunting and stuff. Yeah. I love it. I think it's great. I'm yeah. Yes. Did anything move mountains this week? No. Yeah, no. But it was consistent. It was good. It was one more thing. Well, to these get are you to both believable you. that whoever win this match would be in line for a title shot, right? I mean, they just knocked off 
You know what I mean? Put to rest oh, a top yeah. level competitor, right? Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's perfect for these two people to be in a number one contenders match. And think about it. The four people here, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Miz, Daniel Bryan. I mean, put those names in a hat and draw out any two, and you're gonna have an awesome storyline yeah. and match. Right. So yeah, the 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 possibilities to for me are endless. I love it. SmackDown again, number one show in in wrestling today. Uh, and with their top four talents being featured, which are those four guys, think it's perfect. Love it. Uh, we mentioned Ty Dillinger earlier, and he got his ever-loving ass kicked by Randy Orton just because the perfect 10 stuff pisses him off. Well, hold on. Have we not caught on to the fact, and maybe I missed it, but Randy Orton is just Shinsuke Nakamura's bodyguard here. Have we not caught on to uh, that? Think yeah, he that. does it every time somebody's facing Nakamura. Anyone that Nakamura faces, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton beats up. Now we're Ty Dillinger, Randy Orton beats him up. So when are we going to say, like, what I would do, again, United States of Nakamura, I would make Randy Orton an honorary Nakamura or Nakamurican, right? Right. I would have, yeah, yeah, I, I would have Nakamura come out and go, oh, Ty, you lost again to me. And then Randy Orton, my Nakamurican beat you up pretty bad and there you go and then randy orton's like wait a minute what are you saying i'm like you're a knock american aren't you and he's like no he's like yes and then you just have that fun thing because that's all he's doing right now he's just beating up yeah it's weird that it's been the nakamura opponents yeah i kind of hope those two things like i hope that's not an end game where they're going that they're somehow tied together because i like randy orton just beating people up for just simple reasons right like well, I didn't yeah, like that. So. I like that too, but I also like the idea of Nakamura getting all fun and weird. Oh and- yes, if he could be like, uh, you know, for your deeds, I make you a Nakamura. The problem is that character of Randy Orton that would probably annoy him, and then you've got, you know, then he'd have to well, beat you- up Nakamura. But that's later down the road. I think what would be fun is number one contender. Um, I'm trying to think of a baby face on SmackDown mid card. Let's just say it's Biggie, right? right. Number Big one e. contender. Yep. Yeah, Biggie. I think it's hilarious. Just think about this visual. In the ring, Biggie challenges Nakamura. Nakamura hiding behind big ass Randy Orton, doing all of his weird like uh hand gestures and flailing around and then like touching Big E's head. And Big E doesn't want to do anything because Randy Orton's standing right there with a you know, give him a chair or something in his yeah. hand. I like the idea of a chicken shit Nakam- Nakamura hiding behind Randy Orton. And then eventually, yeah, six months, two months down the road, that turns into something else. But do two storylines where Randy Orton's his muscle, and Nakamura just plays all weird Freddie Mercury, you know, weird shit the entire time, and people are like, what the hell is with that guy? I want to yeah, kick his know. ass. Well, I can't. I like the, the idea of Randy Orton just being the lone guy better, I feel like. I, I would go with that, and I don't know. I like the Nakamura well, yeah. stuff, but I think you could do it without him, without yeah, Randy Orton. No, but I think if you're going to do the Randy Orton just hates things, I would spread it out then. So he's oh, beating yeah. up Ty Dillinger. Then right. he's beating up our truth Or in one episode, he just interrupts every damn match. So right. AJ, you're getting it. Daniel Bryan, you're getting it. Yeah. Miz, you're getting it. And it's, it's always for every- some small, insignificant reason too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Be like, he pulled up today and his car was yellow. Yeah. Yellow. Just, right? You know like, what I mean? Just- 
Yeah, did you see what he was wearing like, tonight? Of course that gets an RKO. Yeah. Be like, dude, he's yeah. <laughs> he came here after from the gym and he didn't shower and he smelled. And I don't like that. Right? Like he should always end it with that too, be like, and I don't like that. Right? And then just walk away. Like when they're like, Why did you beat up? You know, why did you beat up our truth? And then I would have I would have other people get it too, right? Have a backstage producer yeah. get it. Get, you know Catering. who should get it? Yeah, catering. But you know who should get it? Uh, Have Road Dog take an RKO. Yeah, just in the back, right? He'd do that. I don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't like how you're booking this show. I don't like how you're producing this show. You couldn't say booking, but you right, know, but yeah. I don't like how you're producing this show. Yeah. Bop. I think your headset is stupid. Because you know, come back. Because you know, oh, oh, think about this. Because you'll hate this, but it's just in time. Uh, it's just in time. Uh. You you change it. So this is what I would do. Because we're we're going to Royal Rumble. Here's my fun fantasy booking that I just made up. Okay, all right. All so right. you do the Knock American thing with Nakamura, right? right. And that hits kind of okay, but it's mid card. Two months down the road, uh, well, we're going into October, so October, November, yeah, October, November. We're doing this storyline at the end of November. Nakamura, Randy Orton have their match, right? So in December, we're getting everyone's getting RKO, right? Pow, pow, right. pow, 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 pow. It's like you Oprah get, up in here. Right. Everyone gets an RKO. Well, Royal Rumble, well, going into Royal Rumble, Paige has just lost control of the show. No one can get Mm -hmm. Randy Orton under control. Well, you know who can? A street fight with Shane McMahon at Royal Rumble. That would work, too, wouldn't it? Of course. (laughs) Because it's Royal Rumble. You need a crazy street fight. He's known for it at Royal Rumble, because wasn't that the Kurt Angle match where his head bounced off the damn pavement three times? Yeah. That's what there they'll it is. do. That's what they'll do. There you go. We get all Shane O'Mac back. He's got to get the show back oh, under control. Oh, here comes the money. Yep, because <laughs> Randy Orton's costing us the money. Oh, that's great. Um, uh, The Sheamus... What? The bar in New Day. Is this like it's 7-3 run? I, I can't mm-hmm. get behind it. We need to break both of them up, and we need new tag teams. That's the yeah. only part. That's the only part of SmackDown that I think is below average. Is and I love the Usos, but I don't think you can break them up because you know. Yeah, that wouldn't. It's yeah. like it's like the Spider Man meme where they're pointing at each other, right? Right. right. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it would be. Right, so you can't break them up. No, yeah, that but, don't work. Yeah, it's it, right. it's not needed nor is it believable. There's there's no clear cut one that we're going to push to the moon here. So there's no reason to. Well, do. I would push. I would push Naomi's husband, Jimmy. Of course, if you had to pick one, of course. But yeah, because they're that's just built in. Right. But as far as tag teams, like you don't want, the, in my opinion, I don't want to see the Usos back into that title picture. The bar. Feels like we've been doing this for ten years, even. Yeah, but if you break two. them up, I don't feel like either one of them do anything. You gotta let them go. No, you can't let them go. I don't think you get anything that anybody cares about. Cesaro, you can up. still get Cesaro. You can still get great matches out of. He should do like a. What could he do? Yeah, because Braun already does like the I lift heavy stuff, right? Right. Ah, uh, what could you do with Cesaro? What would you do, Tom? 
Well, I always love bodyguards, right? So yeah. I would just make Paige ultra heel mm-hmm. and Cesaro. You ain't touching make him the knock American bodyguard. That's what I'm saying. Or you can make him Paige's like Paige yep. says, uh, Samoa Joe, I don't like how you've been treating me the last few you know weeks. You're going to be in a gauntlet yeah, match. Then you can and dress Samoa him Joe's up like, like a bartender, like Baron Corbin. Right. And there you go. Right. Or see, but I go, I always, my mind always goes to ECW attitude era. Cause I would make like page all over Cesaro. Like I would have him where mm-hmm. she can't keep his hands off of him. Right. right. But it's his, but it's the muscle, but she just loves him and like pats his butt and like, look how great right. this guy is. And he could just, I mean, cause he looks like a million dollars. He could just be flexing all the time and she could just be hanging off his bicep. Like, yeah, yeah go that way. All right. Yeah. I'll buy make that. Her, make page Francine a la ECW, the, the mm-hmm. head cheerleader. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into some of the, the better stuff. Uh, Becky attacking Charlotte. That was fun. Although poor Charlotte. Uh, the pictures were released from WWE. Yeah. And the one where she's getting pushed, her face looks like she's 73 years old. <laughs> it was. And again, you're getting pushed. I would right. look like that too, right? Like, yes. I would, yeah. But, God, but I love that like, she was like, nobody wants to see your face. They want to see the yeah. champ's face. Take the yeah, champ's photo. <laughs> but it goes along with what I was wanting. So I yes. love this, right? Oh, I the, love it too. Charlotte, you're not getting anything. Stop yes. it. Stop stealing mine. my spotlight. <laughs> right? This is they... how we're turning her heel. Because if you noticed, when she did that, the crowd didn't necessarily go crazy. Now, there was, of course, Becky chance at the end because mm. smarks are smarks. But it was it felt a little bit like, oh, wow, we didn't like that. And I like that. Where were they because... at SmackDown? Because that crowd was very smarky. Denver. Denver, huh? Yeah. Hmm. I think I so. I think they're both. Yeah. I want to guess. Um, uh, I even like how Becky got involved in what I'll talk about in an upcoming segment, even in the Rusev Day thing, where she even, you know, sprinkled in some heel action in on that. Be like, yeah, you hate me over here, too. You know what I mean? When she was like, oh, yeah. you got to worry about Milwaukee. <laughs> I was like, yes. Well, I, and I also loved how Becky said, you know, you're in the women's division. I'm a, I'm in charge of the women's division, so you are my business. Right. Cause Lana was like, you're, stay out of my business. She's like, well, you are my business. If you're going to be in this women's division and think you're a wrestler, mm-hmm. I'm queen of this, and you ain't doing nothing. And more on that, Lana, in an upcoming segment. So let's round out our SmackDown talk with the the contract signing, the AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and him at the house, which I just got to say, are we trying to tell us that AJ Styles just has styles written on his mailbox? Not an address, well, I mean, just styles. Well, but- <laughs> You don't want people Googling the address, right? Styles. So, well, makes, he just could have nothing on there. He could you know, have been like, that's my mailbox. Be. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, you, is it really, Mr. Styles? <laughs> like, are you sure? I don't mind that. For, yeah. for 2018, because you can't put a real address, because everyone will Google it and then give it, you know, yeah. uh, murder threats. Right. I, I I didn't hate that. I thought it was goofy as well, but it was also But I sense. did like the the premise of it. And I like I mean Styles was even got to the point of what you would do with the friend that you're feuding with. You'd be you'd be almost begging be like, "Dude, all right, cool, come on. Hey, man. Like, yeah. I got it. Let's stop now, right? Like, dude, please. This has gone too far. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was literally like, "Please, don't do this, man." Like and I like the cold out. I like how they end it with Daddy's home. Lights out. This is how you do TV, man. The cliffhangers. Yeah, I would added. I would added Wendy at the very end. I would have had him knock. 
she opens the door. Yeah, and, and then, that's the cold in, right? And then he goes, You don't even see a reaction so, yet. You just see her opening right. the door. So we don't Open know how she door. reacted either. Right. And then he just turns to the camera and goes, Daddy's home. And Daddy's oh, home. he rapes her. Does <laughs> <laughs> not rape her. Rape is not funny. Uh, can be. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a cartoon. No, it's All right. Kidding. Anyway, listen. I'm kidding. It's not yes. funny. Um, that's what I would have done because that adds the real. Well, but it even plays into too. what we'll talk about. And my favorite thing when we talk in another segment, uh, if they don't show her reaction, if we just see Wendy opening the door, but we don't quite see her face yet, and then he turns and says that, and then goes out, it leaves that possibility yeah. open of maybe she was expecting him. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I love that. That would have been, yes. but it was great too. It was great as well. Like, cause we love that idea, but I think WWE plays uh, a little safe because sure. they don't want the national rape Alliance or whatever foundation, whatever to say, like, that's not what we're promoting, even though yeah, violence on women and children. Right. Look here. Yeah, here's what's going to happen. They're going to come back next week. They're going to catch up with AJ and he's going to say, uh, my wife told me she answered the doorbell. No one was there and whatever. He's just playing mind games and they're going to pull a blame like that. Right. But yeah, some foundation would have got mad because you're alluding to something right. because you know, we want bad guys, but we don't want them to do anything bad. I hate right. 2008. That's how we, we want bad guys in all of our movies and all of our TV. But if they actually do something bad, well, then they've crossed the line. Yeah, which is weird because if we consider these things so bad, wouldn't that make for more compelling television, right? If if we've determined these things are bad, that's what the bad guys should do when we're watching the fake things that we want to entertain us because they're fake things. Yep. Nope. I know. I know. Yeah. Preaching a choir. But yeah, I thought it was great. I thought the Samoa Joe AJ Styles thing was great. Uh, one low key, uh, one of my favorite things too was when Miz uh, in that opening segment left the arena to go backstage yeah. and went to Paige and was like, "Do you see this?" And she's like, "Yeah, that's pretty crazy, right?" And you should he's go like, do that. Yeah. Cancel it, yeah. And she's like, "No, you should go do that." Yeah, I think you should go do that. <laughs> right. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. See he's like, "It's my show." She's like, "Yeah, go win it back." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just go do it. I think Paige is a really, really great GM because she's not overstated. When she's used, she hits a home run. She's low key my one of my favorite things on SmackDown because yeah, she does play it cool. She's not the focus of any storyline, right? It's not about Paige's right. power abuse. It's not about yeah. Paige being taken advantage of. It's not you know. But when you need her, yeah. But when you right. need her to make a match or when yep. you need her to stop a segment or you know or stop a fight, something like that, she does it well. Those are she's- yeah. Those are good when you have face. Um gms but when you have heel gms it's they can't really, you know what i mean they have to they almost inherently have to be involved more yeah in the and it sucks but yeah i, I like page i think page is but doing great. It, it helps to have the heel store the heel gm to advance the heels ability to do that right because like a bad guy got beat uh you know what i mean well, why does he get another match well because you know what i mean yeah Right. No, and I think Baron Corbin's doing really well, too. And I liked how, going back to Raw, I liked how Stephanie McMahon was saying, like, if you're such a good GM, why did you put yourself in a match for the Universal title? Right. Right. Like, was that a smart... Again, I think Stephanie McMahon as a heel is great. Where you lose me is then where I want to cry with her because these kids are out here. And then she goes back to being a jerk. It's like, well, what are you? Well, but even at that, I mean, like, 
Yeah, she's being a jerk, but if he's the heel, is she the face in that thing? See, it's a bit of a weird dichotomy with her, like you're saying. Like, it's just, yeah. it's this, in any moment, you're not sure, right? Yeah, like, in any she, given but, thing, you're like, is this the happy? Right, but then she it? doesn't play the psycho. Like, but she's not so sporadic to where we're like, oh, she's unhinged. Just like, no, nope, yeah. just this time she's bad, next time she's good, whatever. Right, it's like, I don't understand. Yep, no one does. Yeah, but, all right. Yeah. Well, but let's overall, take a... great wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, and we'll, and we'll get into more of it. And I think uh, we'll we'll come back and we'll do what my my favorite thing of the week, or, and then then we'll do yours. Yeah, yeah, way. we'll come back and we'll do that. Uh, so stick with us. We're gonna take a quick break. Go do what we gotta do, and then we'll come back to the Spanish announce table. Fun fact: Triple H made his in wrestling debut by beating Road Dog. <laughs> The Spanish announce table. Swapped out my monitor with an extra TV we had. It's like a 40 fucking four inch screen or some shit. Like, whatever. Fuck it. We'll do whatever, it. man. We'll do it live. It'll be great. All right, you ready It'll go? be great for porn. Oh, we're rolling. We're rolling, man. All right, so. I need to run that back. No, we're live, brother. No, we're live, brother. Uh, all right, so we uh, recapped Raw and SmackDown. And you alluded to one of your favorite things of the week was from the world of WWE. Yes. So what, what was your favorite thing of the wrestling week? I loved the the way the whole Rusev Day angle played out. Now, when they left us last week, we had Aiden English uh, attacking Rusev because he knew the, the jig is up, right? Like he's going to find out. Lana's going to tell him. I got to get the jump on this, right? Mm-hmm. So then we get Rusev coming out saying, bro, why? Right? Bro, bro, man, you need to come out here before I beat your ass. Tell me why. And I liked where they were heading until he dropped the bombshell. Like, at first it was just, hey, this isn't my fault. Look what I did for you, which he's right. Right? Like, nobody, Rusev Day, uh, a big part of its success and the, the reason the crowd attached to it was because of his involvement and and the way you know he sang the song and all that stuff, so he's got that right. And then he's like, and then look, she shows up and then this right, and he's kind of right about that. Go ahead. Well, but then she's also right of about her response yes. to that, saying, right. "Hey, before you, I had to come out on a tank against yep. John Cena at WrestleMania, and he was the undefeated United States champion. Right. You ain't and then." Yeah, and then you come along, and then you just get him some fun song and act like you did something when he's been this way the entire time. So, I, yeah, I like both sides. Of I, I like both of them. I, I agree with you on that. And then so um, uh, – and I thought that was great. Like, they're just going to leave it there. He's going to be like, it's not my fault. It's her fault. And then over the next couple of weeks, have her kind of screw some things up, right? Have Rusev mm-hmm. going, you know what? This is your fault, right? And then yeah. – he starts alluding to the honest, right? And I was like, what's he going to pull out here? And he just says, are you going to tell him about that one night in Milwaukee? And that's it. And that's the great thing. It's the cliffhanger. It's the what? And I like what even Graves was like, do you think it's something salacious? Like, yeah. Yes. Corey Graves sold that so well when they yes. went to the commentators. He's like, oh, it was yes. actually a moment where he wanted to talk to Byron, where he was like, what do you think? Oh, my God. i got to text true. someone. i got to find yes. out. Yes, I love that. He's like, I'm texting someone to find out what this is. Yes, that was the best. His reaction sold it 100%. 
And what I also like about this is because it is open-ended, right? So the adults in us go, oh, they slept together, right? But But he didn't even say that. That's what I'm saying. It could have easily be, you know, Lana embezzled $200,000 out of Rusev or, you know, something really weird. Like, it could be anything. It could be anything. Yeah, it could be anything, right? Like, it could be... Lana stole is, something, right? Like it could be anything. Right. Yeah, which is good and bad, right? Because it could be uh, anything in the sense of, oh my God, great reveal, or it could be, you know, Hornswoggle is Vince McMahon's son. So there's a little bit of like, this could also suck, but it's going to be a fun ride. Because even before Hornswoggle was Vince McMahon's son, it was a fun ride until we got to the payoff. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, we were all looking forward to that. We were all banking on who was it going to be. And then, right. Uh, yeah, so it could be a disappointment, but the fun ride has started, and now we get Rusev in his most high-profiled storyline, probably since Rusev Day really became a thing. So uh, I look forward to seeing if Rusev Day stays a thing, right? So eventually this is going to have a payoff. Aiden English will go left. Rusev will go right. Lana, I hope, goes left, but we'll see what happens there. But will we still chant Rusev Day, Rusev Day? Or will he just not bring it up anymore? And then we go into Act 3 where he tries to reinvent himself as, you know, fill in the blank. I love Yeah, it. I, I like the Rusev Day thing and the crowds behind it. So, yeah, I mean, you would like that to continue. But, I mean, but what? You know what I mean? Like, could it? Because it, part of the magic was Aiden English out here for some reason yeah. out here singing it. Right. Yeah. And one thing that I liked about the promo is Aiden English got cut off by Lana is best, mm-hmm. Lana number one, which that could easily be something that they run with and say, you know what, we're going to bank on Lana being the star of the three of these people, and she becomes the you know focal point of what we're talking about. There's so many different angles that we can go here, and I I look forward to it all. Yeah, I I like it also, but and I think I'm in agreement with you that I I would like to see it play out where there is something to this story, right? We and we slowly figuring this out. There is something here, right? And and Rusev's got to be suspicious, like, and I like how that he was like, when was the last time we were in Milwaukee, right? Like he's trying to think back, like what, what are we talking yeah. about here, right? And then the other little nugget of fun that we got from that storyline was something you also talked about, how now other wrestlers are talking about that storyline, right? So when yes. Becky Lynch was like, huh, Milwaukee, I like that because it, I one thing that I've always kind of disliked a little bit is how even though storylines don't pertain to other people, we act as if they don't know anything about the other storylines. Right, right, right. So, you know, when these six-man tags happen where it's like two storylines combined together, I like it for, you know, them to point out the other person's storyline. So I like the batch backstage segment where Becky Lynch just kind of out of the blue was like, Milwaukee, yeah, pretty cool town. And yeah. then it was like, hey, I'm going to kick your ass, Lana. And then goes, Milwaukee. Huh. <laughs> and then just leave. I hope, you know, you get a baby face, right? Get the Usos back there. And Rusev goes, you know, like, hey, tonight we have a six man tag and go before we go out there and then oh, they hand him a great well hand him yeah. a well hand him a who plays in Milwaukee? Hand him a Brewers jersey and yeah. then just walk away from him, you know? Like uh, or just the girls. Like especially the total oh, divas yeah. have all gotta oh, be yeah. like Lana, what 
happen in Milwaukee. But one of them has to know, right? One of the girls right, yeah, is just sitting there during the conversation just kind of giving her looks, right? Like, mm, I, I told you. Right? Like, well, I told you this was going to happen. Yeah, and how much fun would that be? And now we're just spitballing here. But how much fun would that be? Let's run with that idea. You do a backstage segment where – it's Naomi, who cares? The Bella Twins, because they can go wherever they want, apparently. Yep. The Bella Twins, uh, uh, Charlotte, and Zelina Vega, right? They're all just kind of backstage in the area, right? Yeah. And Zelina Vega brings up Milwaukee. And you have Naomi like acting as if she knows. And it just drives Lana so crazy that she attacks her. Like, we don't know if that's an attack of, like, fear because she knows something or attack of, like, you don't believe me? Like, I will beat the truth out of you. Right. Yeah. I would have it where Lana's just freaking out on anyone. Like, I am telling the truth. And people are like, I don't know. You don't think I'm telling the truth? Boom. Yeah. Punch in the face. And now we're fighting people who we shouldn't be fighting because we're jealous and crazy. I like this. Yeah. This is why it's my favorite thing because there are so many things here but i agree with you man they it it would add so many layers and intricacies that you could get into if if you start intertwining the lives of the people right here here's what i'm to believe wrestling is is a traveling group of folks right who Mm -hmm. all are after certain things, right? Some are after the money, some are after fame, some are after power, and they all have to, it's a cutthroat world where they all have to defeat each other for it, right? And they get into this personal hatred because they're traveling around town to town, beating each other up, fighting over this stuff, and like, and the only place they're legally allowed to do it is once they step in this arena, right? Like, then they can do whatever they want to these people, right? But like, for me to like, believe into that their lives would have to intertwine you know what i mean like guys it, it's just of that's course. who they are and who they know and we see that in the social media like the thing you lamented earlier like we see that they all travel around and know each other you put it on the e-network that they do yeah. like mm-hmm. so let me believe it on the screen too yeah and i agree and let it be known where we're talking to each other about each right. other's storyline yeah and I this like feels that. real now, right? Like this yeah, feels real. Definitely. Like I want to think they actually fucked, right? Like yeah. I want like I don't want to picture cuz that he is odd looking. But like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. something happened there. Right? But what? But yeah, what? It's she and what? will she turn this back on him? Oh, you know what happened is when you got drunk and took advantage of me and I didn't want Rusev to beat you up. Right? Like Right. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And he can be yeah. like, "Oh no, no." That was Cleveland. I'm talking about Milwaukee, right? Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, Let's do this. And she'd be like, oh, that shit, that was fun. Cleveland. Right? Like, ah, oh, come on. This is where we need to go with it. I like it. But we will move on then, unless you've got anything else to add, because we got to come back after a break and talk about what you liked. I'm interested in this. The only caveat, uh, or not caveat, the only thing that they need to tighten up with this storyline is Lana's accent. Uh, I don't know what we're doing with Just, this. Can we lose I don't it? Know. Can we Kofi this? Well, we have to do it after yeah. this storyline, I guess. That's what I'm saying. We either, you're either, you know, Jenny from the block or you're 
Bulgarian brute, but pick one. I don't care which one. Just pick yeah. one. Yeah, because when you're like, "What do you have to say about that?" It was total Jenny from the block, like you said. Like, it yeah. Was, and then right. it was, and then it was, but Who's I will crush you. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Well, what are we doing here?" That's yeah. the only thing that was like Stephanieing yourself here. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's it. That's all I got. All right, then let's take a break, and we will come back with Tom's favorite thing of the week when we return to the Spanish announce table. Fun fact. Jushin Thunder Lager is the only pro wrestler in the entire industry to be listed in the PWI 500 every single year since its inception. The Spanish announce table. Tom. Tim. On the way out of last segment, you mentioned a Jushin Thunder Lager fact. Oh, yeah. Hit me with that fact again. Okay. Here it is. Jusen Thunder Lager mm-hmm. is the only pro the, wrestler. The onlyest. The one. In the entire industry uh-huh. to be listed mm-hmm. in the PWI 500 mm-hmm. every single year since its inception. That is insane. How long has this thing been around? I'm going to do a quick Google search on this, unless it says in, in your... Document. It does not say in the the fun fact that I have. I believe it was created at the time that Moses parted the Red mm-hmm, Sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has Bill Snyder been coaching football longer than? I don't know. Liger has such an incredible career. Okay. The magazine was founded in 1979. Um, their top 500 wrestlers in the world list. Uh, each year since 1991. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we listed when the PWI 500 came out most recently, we did our own top 10, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about of all time. If we listed a top 10, would you have put Jushin Thunder Liger in that top 10? So not mine because, uh, I don't necessarily go outside of the realm of American wrestling. Right. Right. But facts don't lie. And so you right. just read that fact and you have you to have say, to. like... <laughs> He's got to be up in there for talks of greatest wrestler of all time, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to say top 10, he for sure is in the 15 to 20, right? I mean, how many I mean he's w- been... Yeah, he's been doing this. Think about how long his career is. His career, at least from my point of view, really flourished when he was doing things with flying Brian Pillman. We're talking 20... Eight, 27 years here of consistent of, work of every time on, on that list the only person and think of the names that have been on the entire pwi 500 every year yeah every year and he's just doing amazing work i mean he has matches with all of the japanese legends right but then like i said flying brian pillman he had a match at nxt with tyler breeze i mean so he goes insane. anywhere and everywhere uh, yeah, he is incredible. Ring of Honor. Um, yeah, he WCW. He's probably had a match in ECW in, that I'm not in, aware in of. In 91, this wasn't his first year either. And yeah. so he's still out there yeah, he's still every year somewhere on the top 500. I wonder what his average is in those years. Like what? That would be a fun thing. Yeah, we, we could try that. We could like take it all and then find the average that'd be fun yeah i okay i mean i just wanted to kind of hit on that because i couldn't leave 
that one hanging, right? So let's get yeah. into that's a fun one. Wow, that was a good find for you. Oh, here, thank you. Here, here's his ratings. You can go ahead and start prefacing what your favorite thing of the week is, and we, when we need a little quick nugget, I'll, I'll plug that in. I'll give you what the average was of his every year. Oh, fantastic! Maybe okay, on the way hey, out. So, yeah. You that'll be your fun fact. You end the segment with that fun fact. How about All right. that? All right, I like that. Yeah, I like that. All right, so here is my favorite thing of the week. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. It is the resurgence of Impact Wrestling. Mm. Now, Impact Wrestling to me is not TNA, right? So I know it's the same company, but if you look at roster and uh, management today yeah. in comparison to roster and management five years ago, it's polar opposite. Right. You might have some lingering James Storms's abysses of the world, but okay. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't mean that it, that TNA still lives. This is a whole new ball game to me. I absolutely love impact wrestling right now. I still think SmackDown is the best show in pro wrestling uh, week in, week out. But Impact Wrestling has been impressing me so much. So full disclosure, I don't have the channel. I do have YouTube, though. And on a random day last week. You got the internet. You got the channel. Right. That's what I'm saying. So on a random day last week, uh, I went on a deep dive. And I fell in love with so much of their product. Right now, to me, the coolest, grittiest, like, real drama for me in pro wrestling is LAX versus the mm-hmm. OGs. Mm-hmm. I love this. Eddie Kingston, uh, Kinnison. All right, no, it's Eddie. Who is, is Eddie? I've already forgot his name. Eddie Kingston. I think it's Eddie Kingston. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't care. Shut up. It's my show. Not oh, yours. one of the Wolves guys or whatever, the Bulldogs or whatever. You're... No, 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 no. He was a, he did the NWL show. He's uh he's a big guy. Um not no, not the American Wolves guy. Uh let me try. Oh it. yeah, that's Eddie like... Edwards. Um Yeah. Anyhow. Anyway, yeah. His, yeah. His mic work going up against Conan's mic work with these two younger um LAX guys. Uh, fighting the OGs of Homicide and Hernandez. Yeah. I just love it. Right now they're doing a ceasefire where you know they're trying to keep the peace, but the young guys want to attack the OGs. Eddie and the OGs are trying to make the young guys uh, break their word. It's so it feels so real. Their backstage segments are just. I mean, it feels legit. They're calling each other hoes. Uh, they're, they're like. They're, they're real. It doesn't feel like I've got to get this plug in. I've got to get that plug in. Mm-hmm. It feels like, you know, six guys that legitimately hate each other. And if it wasn't for pro wrestling, they might be shooting each other. And right. I love it. It's so great. That is probably my favorite storyline in impact. I, but my, yeah, go no, go ahead. Keep going. I was gonna say, but my the most entertaining thing for me is joe henry this joe henry guy so i became aware of him in what culture wrestling Uh, a few times he would close some of their youtube videos and i was like yeah it's fine and when then what culture wrestling tried to uh 
create their own pro wrestling thing. I think I saw, uh, I remember Joe Henry or Hendry, uh, had a match with Kurt angle. That was great. It was fine. But after that, I didn't really, he kind of fell off the map for me. What he's doing with these music videos, he's currently in a love storyline with Grado and then Katrina, who was Katrina was the, uh, the, uh, Paul Burchill's sister when they were fucking each other. Remember oh, that yeah, one? Yeah. Yeah. And he brings that up. He's like, what were you doing with your brother? And he wrote Katie and then X's it out. in this one thing <laughs> and this is so funny. He has one song where, so Katrina. So from what I gathered, Katrina was dating Grado or liked Grado. It was the three of them. Then on one episode of impact, Katrina kisses Joe. Joe's like, Hey, what are you doing? That's not right. They go to the next week. Joe Hendry uh, says, Katrina, I want to give you my response and comes up with this fucking amazing song called access denied. <laughs> and like has this guy with a Katrina mask and kicks her out of the hotel room. <laughs> and it's so funny. And then after that came up with another fun music video, which I sent to you about his best friend, Grado. And it's my best friend, my friend, my friend, my friend. My best friend. It's great. Grado plays the lovable loser who you just want to put your arm around and say, like, this is my pal. Joe plays the good-looking guy doing the right thing. Katrina plays the great, you know, hey, what do you expect me to do? This guy's fat. That guy looks amazing. I got feelings, too. I think it's perfect. It's so fun. It's so much. I look forward to these music videos that Joe is coming out with. I think it's just spot on. Love it. By yeah. the way, Eddie yeah. Kingston is known as King in Impact Wrestling. It's just uh, okay. King. Okay. So, anyway. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Um, I have heard also from other people that Impact was was starting to get good again, that they had kind of gone away from a lot of what they were under under the TNA regime, all of the various TNA regimes. Um, kind of getting back to that, like you said, kind of feel of, of the you know the old Impact days, right? Like something totally different on the screen here. And Don Callis, I think, is a really, really good play-by-play mm-hmm. guy that mm-hmm. that complements Josh Matthews. Josh Matthews got away from the uh, stupid, like, I'm the best announcer in the business kind of thing. Yeah. I, announcers that are dorks, that are, are the lead, should never be a character. The The lead should just be neutral. I That's how I always feel. You're color commentary guy the kings the bobby heenan's right. that rule that yeah because play by play in its heart is supposed to be factual it's just this is happening this is going blah this blah, blah. now yeah. if, if you want them to be professional and sell the faces that's a good way because you can go well he's trying to do the right thing here you know what i mean like if, if the if the heels begging him for his opinion that kind of stuff you know what i mean or egging him on you know what I mean? Like that's how you get it because he's the straight man. That's what they call him, right? Like he's straight laced. He's yep. right. Like he's ready to go. He's right. So yeah, and so I I really like their commentary team. They're way better than when Elijah Burke was in there. He's just garbage. So I'm glad he's not in there anymore. Uh, some other great things that I really like. Tessa Blanchard is their Impact uh, Knockouts champion, and she's awesome. She looks the part. Mm-hmm. She kicks ass. I think she's a million dollars. Then they got the little sex kitten Scarlet who just wants to be like uh, women empowerment through sexuality. And I think that's important. I think that's awesome. Right. Like it's not just that, oh, women can wrestle. Women can also still be sexy and she's right. sexy. 
And so she does awesome. Uh, and then the, the whole show is led by champion Austin Aries, which we, we know how good he is. Mm-hmm. And he's a little bit, you know, uh, restrictions have been taken off him. He's a little bit more meaner. He's a right. little bit more. Uh, yeah, I loved his like ROH stuff. And, and, and when he, you know what I mean? Like when he was really into the, the, I'm the greatest man that ever lived kind of thing. Right. Yeah. He he's he's going a little bit more than his last impact run when he was the greatest man to ever live. Mm-hmm. He's not more I mean he's still doing the pat myself on the back I'll tell you how great I am, but to me it feels a little bit more of I'm the greatest man that ever lived and I'm going to make you suffer because of it. I like that. There's a little touch of right. like Yeah, I heard it was a little more it. violent and gritty over there on Impact. Yeah. Yeah. And his his number one contender that he's going up against Johnny impact. I mean, say what you want about, you know, Johnny nitro, Johnny impact. Now Johnny Mundo, Uh all the stuff. He looks like a million dollars. You could put him on any show. That's what I'm saying. You could put him on any show and say, this is our champion and everyone buys into it. Uh, I, you know, he's your standard baby. You roll him out on, on the today show and the tonight show and everybody loves it. It all makes sense. Yeah. It all makes sense. So, I like it a lot. You also have Jimmy Jacobs in there. Uh, Congo Kong is a big fat guy. Yeah. I kind of like him, but he still weirds me out. But he moves uh, well in the ring for being that big. Like, it's intimidating. You'd be like, oh, my God. Right? You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. would be a beating if this guy got me in here and threw me around pillar to post and just, you know what I mean, smashed his body into me a bunch. Yeah. Brian Cage. I think Brian Cage is the best big man wrestler right now. For he's as agile as you know Vader, yeah. but he's as ripped <laughs> to as to me. Batista. He's got the like Steiner look of I'm about to pop if you give me one more steroid. <laughs> like I'm about to awesome. blow out of like you're gonna yeah. hear the pop. I like it. Good. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You know? just, I feel like sure. I'm gonna like we're gonna see a horrific accident happen. Or or you're gonna see the greatest physical specimen you're ever going to see in your life so you know that's fun steroids are great especially if i'm not taking them listen Uh, up kids right here on the spanish announce table you heard it here first steroids are great yeah go (laughs) at it seriously take 10 uh and then another good guy not good guy but another guy that i really enjoy watching on impact so far eli drake i think he is just a ah god he has such a he looks like a like a retired porn star and i just want to punch him in the face uh, but he's awesome too. I like him a lot. So yeah, my favorite thing of the week is my rediscovery and watching the resurgence of impact wrestling. If you have it, give it a shot. And that's crazy because how many times did I make fun of this show on our podcast? Right. Oh, people would say, yeah. I saw this, but like, what are you talking about? I still think they should rebrand. Just get rid of the name impact. Like mm-hmm. close. I still think that, but you can't. I get it. Whatever. But what they're doing right now, love it. Eli Drake, Abyss is still in there. Uh, again, you got Austin Aries, Tessa Blanchard. The whole LEX OG yeah. storyline is awesome. And then Joe Hendry. If you haven't seen these music videos, watch them. Well, they good. I've are got, hilarious. I've got it on my DVR on the PlayStation View, and I just haven't been watching it since I've like had it. So I could probably go back probably several weeks on that on that DVR yeah. and, and watch some stuff back and just kind of watch it in live like until I catch up, right? Like And, and then yeah. I'll know the storylines. Oh, and then I didn't even tell you about the funnest in-ring uh, wrestlers they probably have in Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix, the, mm-hmm. the Lucha Brothers. Man, yeah. oh, man, those guys can Well, they're all the rage right now. There's been rumors that they're you know coming over to the yeah. – No, uh, 
don't go. Yeah, I, I don't think they should. Stay out of there. Yep, they're going to turn you into the damn. What was they're the turn damn you into lucha party? Who had El Torito? What was their damn name? No, oh, you know when they were it's the always... Puerto Rican. Yeah, it was something. It was Los uh, Matadors. Los, it was Matadors. Los They turned them into the biggest cliche of ever. That's well, and guess what? Guys. If you're not gonna if you're not gonna be Los Matadors, you'll be Mexico coming out on John Deere's. You know, <laughs> you will be Mexico. Well, <laughs> racist and stupid that was. Yes. Phoenix and Pentagon Junior. Stay there. You guys are great. Your stuff with oh, and then Sammy Callahan is God. I'm telling you. Yeah, Sammy I've heard he's got awesome he's really edgy over there. Yeah. Yeah, he's. I mean, I still think he's a unlikable douchebag but he's playing an unlikable douchebag so well, it's that's working. What, yeah exactly right yeah uh right. but yeah i love it i i it's on thursday nights i hear but again i don't have the channel so i'm checking it out on facebook when they upload it or not facebook uh, youtube when they load it and i love it so that's my favorite thing of the week resurgence of impact give it a shot 2018 gonna, your no, new idea i'm gonna give it a shot and then uh i guess uh I'll give you the fun fact because I did some quick tabulations as you started talking because, you know, I don't listen to you. Um, so we will be back next week with more Spanish announce table. Uh, but fun fact, Jushin Thunder Liger, as, as Tom mentioned, is the only wrestler to appear on the PWI Top 500 every single year, only wrestler in existence, over those 27 years, an average ranking of 104 with 14 times in the Top 50, Eight times in the top 25, three times in the top 10. The Spanish announce table.